Thanks for tuning in, everybody. In this episode, Jake, Ted, and I talked with our buddy Josh Thrash about turkey hunting down south. Aaron and I actually first met Josh when we first came down south to hunt public land turkeys. And that was in 2017, and since then, we've become really good friends with Josh. And he's somebody that we look up to as a hunter and a person. He's just a really good guy. He's a wealth of knowledge when it comes to hunting, and he's got a lot of cool stories as well. He's traveled to a bunch of different states to hunt, and we really just enjoy talking hunting with him in general. Josh also has three kids that all hunt, and we think that's pretty cool. It's fun to see how excited they are about hunting, and we think that Josh's approach to getting his kids involved in hunting is pretty cool. So I think if you have any interest in getting a kid involved in hunting, learning from how Josh got his kids so interested in it may be helpful to you. So at THP, we all shoot bare bows. We all shoot different bows. We all really like our bows. Last year, I shot the Bear Divergent EKO cam. I really like it. The reason that I shoot that bow is it's a short axle to axle bow, and I like that for hunting on the ground. I can get drawn easily and stay undetected. So if you're looking for a new bow this off season, check out Bear Archery. If you use the code THP10, you can save 10% off of all bear equipment. So, so you can check the link in this description, use that code, and save some money if you're trying to get a new bow. Also, last year was a wild year for censorship for hunters and anglers, and that's why we've partnered with the social media platform Go Wild to combat mainstream social media censorship. Go Wild is a free social media community where not only are your photos not censored, they're encouraged on Go Wild. Go Wild gives you points for things like sharing your trophies, gear reviews, and inviting friends. As you earn points, you unlock awesome rewards too, such as gift cards, free swag, knives, huge discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex, and so much more. If you create a free account, you can unlock $10 just for trying it out. So check the link in the description of this podcast or visit downloadgowild.com to get started. All right, enough intro stuff. Let's talk with Josh about hunting. So what do you guys want to talk about? I I got some plans. <laughs> Go for it. All right. <laughs> All right, everybody. We're sitting here in uh, our buddy Josh Thrash's man cave. Well, and my bed. <laughs> my bed area for the week. <laughs> my Amazon couch. <laughs> <laughs> it's this comfy. Thing, yeah, this thing's sweet. Yeah. But uh, I've been wanting to have Josh on the podcast for a long time. He's our buddy that we met through turkey hunting and... Uh, we just always enjoy spending time together. That's why we're here, and uh, we've been hanging out, having tons of hunting conversation. So we yep. finally decided to record it. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so if you catch any of us looking, we'll shoot, give you a little shot of what we're yeah. looking at here. It's yeah. a pretty cool little setup he's got out here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is pretty cool. We've got tons of deer, some elk, or a elk, pronghorn, caribou duck turkey goblin turkey yep. goblin big alligator skull <laughs> montana miriams yeah yeah we never even asked about that turkey yeah that was uh southeast montana and that was probably uh one of the whitest miriams i'd ever seen but the cool thing about that turkey was we chased that turkey a mile before we killed him and he was going straight away from us the entire time ricky mm-hmm. my buddy from north alabama and I, and when we, we popped over a rise, it really wasn't a sit down and call him up situation. Basically we were chasing him and he stopped too long one time and 
I ended up getting a shot on him when we went and rolled him over. He has inch and seven sixteenth spurs. So for a Merriam, yeah. you know, all I'd heard before we went out there was if you kill one that's got three quarter inch spurs, that's a huge one. So when I rolled him over, I thought I killed a world record. <laughs> so literally I got on my phone, you know, I don't keep records of anything, really score or anything, just a rough tape of something every now and again. But I literally got on NWTF website at that right there in the field and service to check to see, you know. Uh-huh. But he wasn't even in the top five. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's of course. But I was proud of him. Uh-huh. That's hilarious. Yep. I, sometimes I feel like Miriam's seriously are the most challenging from the standpoint of they just will run like yep. that. They just keep going. The, yeah. the one I shot in South Dakota, that's what he did until he finally got mm-hmm. to a point he liked. Mm-hmm. But then he would never leave there. We, we didn't call him in. We ended up crawling in. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first ones I ever – the uh, first place I really ever went that was anything other than Easterns was Kansas, and everybody had told me, you know, these turkeys will move. And I was like, yeah, okay, I mean, I understand. You know, our turkeys move here. Mm-hmm. Our turkeys move a quarter mile. That's a long way. Those turkeys up there and out west, they'll move a quarter mile and – three minutes yeah uh-huh. it seems like you know uh-huh doing this one yeah they know where they're Cruising. going it's, yeah. a, it's honestly hilarious but i love hunting out there though man it's yeah. a blast mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to getting back out there some been hadn't been a while are you going this year uh maybe it depends on what kind of time i've got i've I'm, i've got a little bit left to do up in the northeast a couple of states i want to get up there and kind of kind of change the scenery after that but uh i did get to go to wyoming last year but i had been to wyoming before so i'm looking forward to doing some new states like uh you know further out west california oregon washington some of that stuff you know i hadn't done colorado Mm -hmm. new mexico i've got quite a bit out there to do on the west coast yeah that's something interesting about josh is that you started doing the whole u.s slam thing before it got yeah real popular like it is now but i mean you started probably over 20 years ago right it's probably been about i really need to look back at that one day because it's taken me a long time i mean there are years that i've only been able to you know that i maybe only got one state you know especially Mm -hmm. when i started you know i just it really it really wasn't a thing there was a guy named um tom weddle uh there they call him doc Mm yeah and i don't know he's on his third or fourth you know <laughs> and, and we've gotten to talk in the last couple of years a couple of times and he's a really neat guy but i had somehow or another i'd come across him on one of the turkey hunting websites or something and i already had a state or two and i was like you know that'd be cool just to keep you know picking off new states every year so and then of course dave owen got 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 into it and and you know more and more now it's really not as big a deal anymore and uh but i you know I'm close to finishing it up, so I'm going to try to finish it up, and then I look forward to starting to take these boys back to places that I've, yeah. you know, found, uh-huh. and, you know, cool. yeah. what, get to uh, spend that time with them. Well, how, well that, that's definitely something I want to talk about is getting, getting your kids involved, and, and I think that's something that we'll loop back to. Mm-hmm. What state are you on? How many have you done? Um, 30, 34 or 35. I need to check that again, too. Somebody's <laughs> asked me that in the last few days, and I didn't one or the other, so I've got about 14 or 15 left. That's awesome. Yeah. What year was it that you started? I'm going to say it was about oh, oh 07 or oh 08. I think it was closer okay. to 15 than 20 years ago. But uh, like I said, we went to got invited to Kansas by a friend right down the road and then just started – you know, one thing would lead to another. I mean, a lot of these have been, you know, I say a lot of them. Some of them have been invites, and some of them have just been, you know, hey, I'm going there, and I pick a 
spot or I've, I've heard of a spot or whatever that I want to go. I'm not real technical about the way I go about it. And, um, but I've had pretty good success. I've only been to a few states that I wasn't able to get a bird that I had to go back. What Pencil- are some of those? Pennsylvania was one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, I think that might be, I went to Tennessee a couple of times before I got a bird, but not necessarily because I had to, I had family up there and friends up there. I could basically go anytime cause yeah. we, you know, it's a bordering state, but, uh, I didn't kill a bird in Tennessee till about the second or, or the third or fourth time I'd been up there, but it, you know got some pretty good connections there with family that's got some good places around nashville so but uh i guess pennsylvania really is the only uh that was a rhode island rhode island uh, in the last yeah. couple of years yeah i had to go back to rhode island was the pennsylvania one was a weather deal kind of wasn't it it was pretty yeah. crummy, crummy yeah. for a good portion of it yeah it, it was uh i wish i could blame that totally on it but <laughs> I, I did i did swing and miss a few times uh uh-huh. i actually didn't just just uh got had some close calls and and wasn't able to get get it done and i went back up there late season one year i actually think the third time i went was when i killed my bird i was up there with you guys but uh late season i went to Anthony like uh memorial day weekend man the grass was waist tall and it was hot it was just miserable i stayed for like two or three days and i've never left anywhere i was turkey hunting early and i had taken the family with me i said let's just let's get out of here this is just not fun it, uh-huh. was, it was pretty miserable <laughs> honestly that's what I, the way i felt in uh maine last year it was like so hit or miss it was that uh, june first week of june first I week think, of june yeah. and it was just like i don't know i'm i'm not like i'm hoping to turkey hunt when birds are gobbling and doing mm-hmm. their thing and they were kind of pecking and like you said the grass was all tall and not to say that i don't like hunting them it just was kind of like, well, let's go do some other stuff. So uh-huh. we like went and started enjoying the other main things, yeah. knowing probably someday I'll swing back through there. Right. I was in Maine a little earlier when I went up there. I really enjoyed it. It, you know, turkeys were real visible where we were up there, and it was fun. You know, the fun thing about it is most anybody up there will let you hunt. So that's mm-hmm. just yeah. so different from yeah. where we hunt around here. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the crazy thing about traveling to different areas is seeing the different culture Mm -hmm. right that's my favorite part of traveling to hunt in general is just seeing how different people do it and see how fired up people are in one area about it and how some people i mean they couldn't care less about Mm -hmm. a turkey or a deer or whatever it may be elk you know Mm -hmm. it's it's crazy just to see the difference and i feel like that was kind of the what are you smirking about I'm just thinking, just thinking in my head about Southern turkey hunting culture yeah. and how it is a lot different than where I'm from, at least. I mean, hunting culture is strong, but just definitely not around focused around turkeys as much as it is, which is cool because I really enjoy turkey hunting. But like a majority of the population where I'm from, they don't give a shit about a turkey. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, that's that's the thing that has been so fascinating to us. And like, what was it like growing up? in the turkey hunting capital of the world if you will (laughs) well i mean you know starting as a little kid my dad had and i mentioned to y'all and i don't think y'all knew who he was but um, a lot of people that'll listen will know but uh i started listening to a cassette tape when i was probably reed's age probably eight or nine years old of ben rogers lee which he's from coffeeville alabama which is about 20 minutes south of where my wife's from my wife's from between butler and coffeeville on the on the tom baby river but ben was kind of the 
he was the turkey hunting guru of the 70s and 80s started winning some competitions and he was a huge personality so i started listening to his cassettes as i went to sleep at night he had cassettes talking about you know different calls and mainly using a mouth diaphragm and how to hunt turkeys you know so mm-hmm. my dad had gotten that some kind of way but but backing up even further my grandfather was a turkey hunter and he grew up right here you know with a stone's throw from where we are right this minute and i mean all the way back to being a kid you know around the probably right after the great depression one of the first stories i remember him telling me was walking way back in what we now call the backwoods which is some land we own back here um and he killed two turkeys in one trip and they both ended up being somebody's tame turkey (laughs) and he was you know that's probably two and a half miles as i remember where he told me he killed him from here so he had to walk there and then walk back with both those tame turkeys and i remember him saying those tame turkeys weighed probably double what you know any wild turkey around here would have weighed and he had to tote them both out but you know he he was a good turkey hunter i mean i've got so many stories i mean my mom and i were sitting on the you know the the uh the front porch of the house that i grew up in which my parents live in a new house or a newer house now is built in 94 but the house i grew up in was just like a little ranch style house with a porch across the front and it was thunderstorm coming up one day and thundering and right here literally where my house sits and that's part of the reason i wanted to build it there just nostalgia i guess but there was a turkey gobble and every time it would thunder a turkey would gobble so my mom calls my granddad who was here he he worked shift work for a freight a trucking company and he happened to be home and the next thing i remember we heard that turkey gobbling and gobbling and gobbling and then maybe went inside or whatever the next thing i remember is looking out the window and i see him walking up the blacktop road with that turkey over his shoulder (laughs) and so you know i mean that's just that was just a little kid then so i've been involved in it and then he he kind of got my dad started turkey hunting in the 70s and, and another friend down the road and and my dad turkey hunted together through the 70s and 80s and it was just We've got pretty good turkey hunting around here now, but back then it was, you know, it was just nothing to see in the in the wintertime, see a flock of 40 or 50 at these, there's a dairy farm across the way and, you know, pastures around here. I mean, uh, it was a lot more turkeys then than it is now. So uh, just, I mean, in the spring, you know, I remember the first Primo's video, we all gathered up over at my dad's, him and his buddies and had a fish fry and we watched the very first Truth One you know primo's turkey video i remember that as a little kid so it's just i mean i could sit here and talk all night long with stories like that <laughs> yeah, you know uh-huh. that it was just something you did and it's something i loved you know i remember going with my dad before i could tote a gun and you know watching him kind of do it that's how you learn you know he you know sit there and be quiet and and just watch you uh-huh. know and and um uh, then you know started taking I, and i actually took me a while i, I think i probably started toting a gun some when I was probably seven or eight years old, I probably didn't kill my first turkey, and it was a jake till I was 11 or 12. I could look back and figure it out. My mom kept pictures and everything. It's pretty neat to have. But mm-hmm. So it took me a little while. I, killed my I don't first. think that's necessarily a bad thing, though, either. It no. kind of just feels it a little more, you know, where yep. you got to work for it a little bit, and then you finally. I missed my fair share before I <laughs> ended up knocking one down. I remember being pretty frustrated at it was like, you know, maybe I was seven and then eight and then nine and then finally killed one when I was 10. Yep. And I was just like, I mean, by that point I was so hooked, but yep. I do think that that's part of the, oh, yeah. part of the fun of, of hunting is that I mean, we were just talking about mm-hmm. it today. Like you start going a little crazy when 
you're hunting you can start being like i gotta i gotta just keep going and <laughs> when you're a kid i feel like that's even more yeah you know he just sure. locks you in yeah i told you i told you about reed this morning you know the neighbor would we were hunting fairly close to the line we could hear the neighbor call and this turkey was gobbling at the neighbor and he wouldn't gobble at me you know which that hurts your pride a little bit i'm gonna be honest you know i mean I, I didn't want to say anything i was trying to be a good example but after a few minutes he's sitting on the other side of a tree we're around a big blowdown no and i look over there and he's just big old tears rolling out of his eyes and i'm like man what is what's going on dude are you all right and he's like man he calls every time he calls a turkey gobbles and we call and he won't gobble he's gonna kill it and i was like man i said you you can't let it get to you that much or this, you're not gonna enjoy this very much i said that's gonna happen a lot uh -huh. that's <laughs> awesome though that he's got so he's getting after it so hard yeah oh yeah uh, for for example uh reed who he's talking about you have two boys and a girl Read the other night they were showering and we're I don't know 100 yards away from the house and the window must have been open or maybe it wasn't on the bathroom door and he's showering and the whole time he's just working he's just nonstop I was standing at my truck tinkering around getting stuff ready for the morning and Ted walks out and I'm just like 10 minutes straight he's been in there out <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so hilarious he's yeah. hooked oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think cool, that's though. a good transition because I think you're a good person to talk to or just for well, you'd be a good person for someone to listen to who's trying to get their kids into the outdoors because I think you yeah. put a lot of thought into it and I think you're a pretty good example for them yeah well that's you know it's, it's, it, we have a lot of fun you know we, we live here on our property so hunt a lot of uh you know a lot of public land when i go out of state obviously um but around here you know living on the property you know the kids get to interact and you know not just enjoy it all the time far as recreation but they get to work and um and i like that aspect of it and then and they get to enjoy it so we've got some timberland here and some ponds so fishing and hunting is just i mean that's something they really get to do every day they probably take it a little bit for granted but i you know um there's just so many tools in today's time, you know, that, that even, I mean, I'm not that old and y'all aren't either, but, you know, we just didn't have a lot of what we, what they have now, you know, the mm -hmm. shot and the specialized guns for kids and, and the blinds and decoys and things like that. And, and I've, the one thing that I've tried to do that I wanted to do that I felt like, you know, uh, growing up, we didn't have any of that. And I knew how much I loved it. So I wanted to kind of take all that away and and do it with my kids um what i would call a more just a more pure turkey hunting scenario where you know none of my kids have ever yet have shot one and i don't have anything against blinds or decoys or anything like that i just i kind of wanted them to do it the way i did it so they all three have killed turkeys you know just sitting beside a tree no decoys kind of calling them up getting in a situation where we could get them close enough and we've got some good turkey hunting don't you know don't be fooled by that we've got good places to go we're very fortunate they're very fortunate and i am too that we've got good private land to do this on but um you know that's one thing i did with them just kind of tried to start them out like i was and kind of my thought process with it was when they get older if they want to try you know other things and other ways that's fine but i at least wanted them to get their first couple mm -hmm. you know I guess maybe more of an old school way. I don't even know a good way to say it, but you know. That's I mean, what I think. That's what I think so great about turkey hunting is like, there's so many little details that you got to pay attention to, mm -hmm. and I think it just makes you so much of a better sportsman and woodsman 
right off you know if you that do you can it. take into other mm-hmm. all other hunting because mm-hmm. they're just so finicky mm-hmm. you know and i think i don't know just escalates your hunting a lot faster. well and I, I think too it's exciting when you do try something new and it works but it's also okay to like back off and change again because like when i first started turkey hunting i was the same way we didn't have we didn't use decoys we weren't mm-hmm. we weren't uh, uh what what's something that like Blinds. Basic, yeah, yeah. Blind. We were sitting against a tree. I would sit at, like in between my grandpa's legs, mm-hmm. and my dad would either be hunting somewhere else or sitting right there behind us. It was like doing exactly what we're doing now. And then it went through a phase where it was like, "Dude, decoys are sweet," you know. And all of a sudden, we were just like decoying like mm-hmm. crazy. And then back, and then to the point where I like, I personally don't use that anymore. Again, nothing against yeah. it. It's just it's, it can be whatever you want mm-hmm. it to be. And I think that getting started like that is it almost like sets you up for failure a little bit yeah like you're gonna make some mistakes when you hunt that way and i think that that part is what is the hook yeah not maybe not for every kid but i would say across the board it seems like it would be a little bit more consistent of if you fail then you're hooked yep because it's just like you start shooting baskets, right? And you're shooting baskets and you're missing. And you're like, man, this is fun, but I want to make it. <laughs> so you keep doing it and you keep practicing. So when you're hunting, it's kind of that same mm-hmm. uh, thought, I guess. Is yeah, we've got a field down here I, in the middle of our place that my dad built, I don't know, 8 or 10 or 12 years ago probably. And, I mean, it's just been a turkey magnet ever since he built it. Well, it's probably been long, 15 years ago. And if you had a strutter, I mean, I could take those kids down there and we could have a blind set up on the edge of the field and put that strutter out there and every one of them could kill one or two, sometimes three turkeys a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally this field, if you kill one out of it, there's going to be one because the hens come there. I mean, mm-hmm. they just love it. It's clover and we've got some corn corn on the upper side of it that we plant and then I've got some chufas down in the bottom. So they've got a little bit of everything and there's literally turkeys there all the time and it's one of those places you could take them a strutter decoy in fact keith and i have talked about just trying to go down there and make some videos just because it'd be a neat place to do it but i just didn't want them in that scenario where they expected that uh, every time we went we're going there's going to be success and i and i and to your point i have i have uh intentionally put all three of them in some situations that i knew we were not going to kill the turkey i mean this morning you know i mean we had to we had to leave the woods at eight and um, this morning, to, you literally made your son cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we had to be at church at nine, so we had to leave at eight. And I, and I, you know, on on any other morning, we would have went on down in the bottom, closer to where the turkey was, and got closer. We might not have killed him, but you know, I didn't want to get in a situation where he comes up just, you know, just where we can barely see him, but we can't shoot him, and then we got to get up and leave. So. You know, we're basically sitting back on the edge of a bottom trying to call him up, and I'm thinking the whole time, I'm like, this ain't, you know, uh-huh. not going to happen. <laughs> Big, wide open bottom, but uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, I've got Elizabeth. She's 13. Um, you know, girls are, it seems like to me, they're probably not as competitive about it as boys are, so she's a lot more measured in what she does. She's very rarely not going to take a bad shot. She's not going to rush a shot. Mm-hmm. You know, she's just a lot more calculated. Uh, I mean, I don't think she's ever mangled a deer or a turkey or lost one or missed. So she's, you know, and and she's killed a couple turkeys and several deer. And um, 
and and been in some pretty tough situations for a, for a kid to make it happen you know like i said you know sitting beside a tree in the woods in mississippi and even though we're hunting private land birds i mean these birds get hunted on every you know by on or all the way around you know there's all our neighbors hunt we hunt um we hunt you know several times a week if not every day but um and then you got the boys you know reed who we've been talking about he's ultra competitive and into it and that's all he does and all he thinks about uh you know and then luke um the the little one you know it's just funny to see their personalities i mean he enjoys it he's killed three deer this year um you know uh done great made pretty good shots on all of them then he killed his first turkey this year he basically i was trying to help him with the gun and he basically told me to get out of the way so i'd get my hand <laughs> off the gun he killed this turkey thing at all. yeah <laughs> and, uh, and he you know he um he's not as probably not as infatuated with the whole deal as reed is but as a seven-year-old to get up at you know you bump him in the morning you know when it's time to go at 5 30 he's up got his clothes on he's ready to roll you know he enjoys the process yeah. uh now he doesn't walk around and call and hoot and you know all that stuff all the time but he's always there ready to go you know so it's just kind of neat seeing the differences in in the three uh-huh. of them and i talked to luke today he, he cracks me up because he'll run up he'll run up and he'll just look at me <laughs> like like say something to me you know <laughs> i was like you been turkey hunting at all recently he's like nah I'm just kind of waiting on everybody else to get a bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was the first one in the family. He got his on March the 8th, which was opening day of youth season. So uh, he put quite a bit of pressure on everybody else. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, uh, especially funny. his siblings. They uh, And, yeah, they little brother got his right off the bat. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's pretty hilarious. And then, yeah. and then you said, Reed will just go fishing. And he'll just be gone for hours and hours. Yep. And you go down there, and he's sure enough just still casting away, <laughs> like just yep. totally into it. Well, we finally figured out that uh, we were not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna go bad dad, whatever you want to call me, maybe, but I'm not gonna go sit at the pond for hours on end. I'm not a huge fisherman. Fish a little bit with him, but finally we just get told him we're like, look, you can go, you can go by yourself, but you got to wear a life jacket at all times. So in July, when it's 96 degrees here, he's got a one of those foam life jackets on. You know, he's standing down there, sweat just dripping off of him. He's fishing for hours. You know, so kind of feels so I'm ready for him to get old enough to where you know we don't have to worry about him down there. Yeah. We can tell him he can take his life jacket off so he didn't have a heat stroke. Yeah, that's actually a great a great idea though, really for safety. You know, yeah, uh-huh. it, yeah it's like obviously the odds are low, but yeah, that's yeah, a good that's a good just idea. a little peace of mind, you uh-huh. know. But it is hilarious that he stands there and just takes it. Just ta- basically takes a beating from the heat all day. Mm. Just keeps after it. <laughs> yep. We need to do a podcast with those two. That yeah. would be funny. Yeah. Honestly, it would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be a that'd be a rodeo. I can assure you. <laughs> yeah, it'd be Actually, hard for anybody to decipher. We're gonna have to <laughs> try to talk over one another. Uh, we played baseball with them for I don't know a couple hours, or an hour, hour and a half <laughs> at least the other yeah. day. And uh, oh man, it was hilarious. Just a funny time. They they uh, definitely have the competitive side. Oh like yeah, you said it's and that's yeah that's good and it's 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 cool to see kids be excited about hunting and and to me I've been thinking about that more and more like that's just so important. Mm-hmm. Like I noticed, I was looking at our uh, 
demographic page and it's just like everybody is you know the the sweet spot is really 25 to like 45 for like watching our videos or following with our stuff but it's like kids are just like pretty low you know mm-hmm. that under 25 or under 18 it's pretty low so it's good that they're excited about it and yeah. you know they're i'm yeah. sure they're going to school telling their friends showing them oh yeah. you know pictures and stuff like that and oh yeah i think that's awesome yeah this is a big deal you know it's a big deal for them to have you know you guys they look up to y'all and um you know y'all are always super friendly to them you know so that's that's a big deal you know it's it's um uh, we always enjoy having y'all and they always look forward to getting to see you guys when you come so i just think of how much trouble it probably kept me out of just all the oh, yeah. hunting i was doing you yeah. know in high school and stuff like that all the other things you could be doing other than that it's just like there's a lot worse things <laughs> things you could definitely be doing no doubt so no doubt i think it's a good thing to be kind of addicted to mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> for sure yep ted you got a little sweat going bud (laughs) (laughs) basketball and ice cream basketball and ice cream (laughs) yep got a little sugar high going on (laughs) we were uh we were talking about turkey hunting down south and like talk about a little bit of that competition side of it like i know you've mentioned like i've seen friendships get torn apart and that's something that i remember when i first came down here it's just like man like these guys like are real and not and not to say that that isn't the case in different parts of the country because it certainly is but it definitely seems like across the south you know from i I guess i haven't hunted in louisiana yet but from mississippi to georgia certainly Mm -hmm. is is it seems like deer up north is the same as turkeys down here Mm -hmm. it's like everybody's well you even mentioned the other day about the area that we're hunting it's just like people walk all over that place for a turkey but if you're going to go out there deer hunt you're probably not going to run into many people until later in the year so it's it's just i think if i were to hear that before i came down here it'd be hard for me to even believe but it's definitely the truth no doubt (laughs) yeah it you know i I don't really know why certain regions of the country are so different. I mean, I know out west, like where you live in Colorado, y'all have got, what, 10 or 12 species of big game. So it's a lot of a lot of different things there to get your attention. You know, here in Mississippi, uh, we've got white-tailed deer, and we've got turkeys, you know. A lot of people fish. you got some hogs on the side, coyotes, that sort of thing. But, I mean, deer and turkeys are, you know, the big thing. And, and honestly um, – even when my dad started in the 70s and 80s, turkey hunting was not near about what it is now, but the guys that were doing it were super passionate about it. Um, it you know, you've heard all the stories, you know, uh, guys would go to great lengths to keep, you know, if they heard a turkey, to keep it a secret, you know, to, to mislead people about where they were going. And I've, I'm not even really that much like that, but back in the day, you know, that was a big deal. Um, and and then I don't I don't really know what, in the last 15 or 20, 30 years has has gotten turkey hunting, you know, to explode like it has. But, um, you know, it sure seems to uh, to have really taken off among the um, even, you know, younger than us. You know, it, it just uh, it, it's kind of surprising to me, to be honest with you, you know, after yeah. a, you know, after a four month five month or four month long deer season i think we have that starts in october and ends and basically the first of february middle of february if you're in south mississippi you'd kind of think you know people will be ready for a break let's just you know chill out but you know it's a very short turnaround here from like That's i said crazy. if you deer hunt to february 15th and 
south of Highway 84, which is a little south of here, but just say January 31st here, you've got, you know, basically five weeks, which goes by so fast because mm-hmm. February around here is kind of, you know, we do all our burning and things like that on our property here and, uh, you know, getting spray in clover fields, which I was doing today. I mean, it's just a lot of stuff that goes on in February. And before you can blink, it's turkey season, you know. And, <laughs> um, but it is um, – the, the crazy thing is, to me, is that the short break. Because we do a ton of hunting all the way up into January, and I'm always thinking, man, those guys in Mississippi, man, they literally are deer hunting until darn near turkey season. It's like there's no transition time frame. Yeah. To me, it, like when you're in the Midwest, it's like you got deer season ends, and then it, you got that cold short day time period where mm-hmm. it's just kind of, you you know, you're kind of getting by. Yeah, yeah. you're kind of <laughs> getting by, and then it starts to – give you a little taste a little taste a little taste but it's like all of a sudden here it's just like your season's over turkey season yep. basically <laughs> right i mean what four weeks mm-hmm. difference or yep. basically yep we finished may 1st you know a lot of a lot of the northern states go on into um is that why you started traveling a little bit is just to extend your season oh for sure yeah i mean i you know i love um love going to the northeast uh i don't i guess i really hadn't been turkey hunting anywhere that i didn't love yeah um, there's a few states that I'm not super excited to, to really go back to uh, for one reason or another. But, you know, all the northeastern states, I've had a blast. And you can hunt, you know, like you guys said, clear into June. So, you know, I mean, if you're a turkey hunter, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, that's a big deal. Uh-huh. What's been your favorite state other than Mississippi? Um, Gosh, that's such a hard question. Um, <laughs> Rattle off a couple know, maybe that just yeah, stand for out a, to for you. For a while, you know, and, and i I hadn't been there in a little while. I understand that it's gotten pretty crazy up there in the last couple of years. But for a while, Tennessee was one of my favorite places that I was going. You know, I got to go up there kind of when it was booming, really, you know, it was really hot. Like I said, I had some family and friends um, in some really good places up there that uh, that I could go hunt with. Um, gosh, a lot of the northeastern states that I really enjoyed, Maine vermont new hampshire mm-hmm. um i really enjoyed michigan it was fun it's just a fun way to hunt you know um gosh i even what do you mean by that what, what was the way of hunting up there um honestly and this is gonna sound super lazy but uh a lot of the eastern states you know um you certainly can the far northeastern states that i've been in you know it's a lot of um it's not a lot of super rural areas i mean i've hunted around a lot of population and and uh you know you hunt out of the truck a good bit and you can just cover a lot of ground and listen for birds you know i know in michigan we were hunting you know um a bunch of dirt roads and stuff but i mean it was good to drive in the truck and you could move a lot and listen and i I just really like to cover a lot of ground like that you know Uh I, i hate to uh to spend a lot of time in the morning walking into a place you know a couple miles walking in or a mile even and you get all the way in there and you don't hear anything you're in and you know you're a mile mile and a half two miles back to the truck before you can even move anywhere else i just like i enjoy staying mobile and it's not a situation i don't mind walking it's just uh you know i've told you guys down here you know it's something i've always said you know it kind of there's some guys that kind of frown on the guys that run around in their trucks but i mean i've just always had good luck finding birds you know moving a lot um as far as locating turkeys it's certainly it's certainly more effective yeah to just be close to a vehicle i mean 
I think one difference that I always see for myself now compared to when I was younger is when I was younger and I was hunting around home, I'd have done that all mm-hmm. prior to the season. Mm-hmm. So all my pins or whatever, I, I guess at that point I wasn't, I didn't even have a smartphone, so I wasn't running pins, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, I knew that pull off. Right. I had heard turkeys there. I knew that pull off. I'd heard turkeys there and, yeah. you know, down the line and what's different about the way I feel like we do it now is we're just, doing that on the fly and a lot of times that's why it takes us five six days sometimes guilty or however many days a lot it's of been. days <laughs> how many days it's been for us more than we'd point. like yeah. to admit yeah but it's just because you don't have that um and and on the other hand i have found just to just to be on the other side of it is like sometimes I feel like man if I just walk straight yeah. up two miles in yeah. it's just like that's where the unpressured turkeys are going to mm-hmm. be and those are the ones that come running in where I feel sometimes I get in this bad habit where I start driving around I keep hearing the same turkeys that everybody else is doing the same mm-hmm. thing I am and those are the ones that end up being weird because they've been bumped they've yep. been shot at just like what we did this morning it's like mm-hmm. you know it's like those turkeys that are closer to the road well I end up in a lot of places that you know like a lot of guys that are doing what I do, you know, you go to a state and you get there in the evening, you don't have time to go scout. So your first, you know, first uh, get your feet on the ground, it's dark, you know, and you're basically all you're looking at is an aerial. So getting out and riding around and seeing what the lay of the land is, how many vehicles, how big of an area that you've got to go into, I mean, you know, that's super important. And that kind of drives, you know, how you hunt from there. Um, you know, but like in Virginia, you know, we were hunting some big tracks, you know, so we would park and like you're saying, walk yep. in, you know, a mile was no big deal to walk in a mile on some of those, I call them mountain roads. They were, <laughs> you know, old logging roads and stuff and get way back in there and, you know, but you felt reasonably sure if you made that walk, you were going to yep. be into birds, you know, either going or coming or whatever, had pretty good success. That's the cool thing about, like, those Appalachian states is, like, what you're talking about. You can just get on one of those logging roads, and, I mean, you can go for yep. as many miles as you could probably walk yep. before it gets light out. In a lot of situations, like, in a lot of situations, you can find a, a track in the land that's big enough where you can really get out there yeah those smaller northeastern states you know though i've spent a lot of time in the truck just running around looking and listening you know sometimes you're hunting in the edge of town you know um i know in connecticut last year i mean it, it almost it, it it's almost makes me nervous you know i mean honestly i, I went to the um to some management areas, I don't remember what they state game lands or whatever they call them up there, and there were so many people out hiking and biking, and it was almost like those weird, but those were busier than like your not necessarily your in the city type stuff, but your stuff right out on the edge of town, you know, mm-hmm. where around houses and stuff and land that was legal to hunt, and um, so you know your big tracks of of public land and stuff were so overrun with people it ended up pushing me out of those areas and into some more you know more heavily populated stuff it was it was legal to hunt but that i don't know i just enjoy it all i mean i (laughs) you know yeah uh, what are some of the craziest stories you have from your travels i'm sure you've got some i'm sure you've got had some weird encounters and stuff yeah um well we were talking about um 
people that you run into. You know, I I had read about uh, a lot about uh, Tom Weddle, the guy that kind of started this. Uh, I guess he was the guy that maybe started the the lure of the the state slam or whatever. And I was in uh, Rhode Island year before last, and we had been you know hunting in this little area for a while and on a few birds, but really not just absolutely you know we we were having a pretty hard time i guess i'll just leave it at that so <laughs> anyway i'm in my truck of course going to another spot to, to to see what i can stir up and going down a little gravel road in the management area and this guy's walking down the road i pull up to him and i said uh you need a ride he's like man he's huffing and puffing and out of breath and sweating and he's carrying he's got a shotgun i swear it had to have a 30 inch barrel on it. i mean just <laughs> it was kind of a funny sight and, but he was a turkey hunter, so I felt confident, you know. And he's like, yeah, man, I, if you would, just take me up to my friend. I think he's right around the curve. He said, I kind of got turned around, you know. I ended up out here on the road. He said, I'm pretty sure he's just right up there. But anyway, he hops in the truck and barely got room for this gun, even fitted in my <laughs> truck, you know. I thought he was going to stick the barrel out the window. It's comical. But anyway, we pull around the curve, and, and as we're going, we're talking, and I, I tell him that, you know, I travel and turkey hunt, and he – um he said, well, you're going to like the guy that 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 I'm riding with. And uh, he said, you know a guy named Doc? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't get to. Yeah, you know, you if you travel in turkey hunt, you know Doc, uh, the traveling turkey hunter. And I'm like, yeah, uh, Tom Weddle. Yeah, I, I know him. He's, yeah, yeah, this guy, this guy that I'm about to take you up here and uh, meet, He uh, he's the one that puts him put him on his turkeys in Rhode Island, you know. And anyway, we – we end up going on up there and meeting this older guy and i mean just a character and and you know just to kind of that was a unique situation just to you know read about a guy like doc and kind of you know watch some of his stuff online and then you you know you run into somebody that he's hunted with just out of the blue i mean uh -huh. you're in a in a country with 300 million people <laughs> and i and i hadn't sought out anybody i hadn't called him asking for a spot or anything and i just you know, in Rhode Island, I end up, you know, running into a guy that he's hunted with in the past. Uh -huh. And I kind of questioned the story as the older guy was telling me because, I mean, he's, this guy was a nut. You know, I was <laughs> I was, I was, thinking, I don't know if he made this up. But it was all, I was like, he couldn't have made all this up. So anyway, later on, I got a chance to talk to Doc. And I said, hey, you know, I met your old buddy up in Rhode Island. And he immediately called his name. And huh. he's like, yep, he's a character. He said, I, I know him. And we've... I think maybe they had made a hunt or two together or something while they were up there. But anyway, just funny. But uh, meta, you know, the the coolest thing and the thing I enjoy the most and the thing I look forward to in the future is traveling back around and and just seeing people that I've met. I mm -hmm. mean, so many people have been so gracious. You know, um, me and a buddy of mine were hunting in Vermont and ran into some people there and pulled over to ask them to hunt and it, it was a lady outside by herself i never will forget i was nervous to stop because i didn't want to make her nervous mm -hmm. we were kind of in a rural area she was at one of these old pretty red barns and she was outside working in the flower bed and a buddy of mine named cody was with me and he was like pull up there there's a gobbler strutting like out behind the barn it was obvious it was their land you know and he's like Let, let's ask her if we can hunt you know and i'm like man i I don't want to pull up here. That lady's going to be nervous. Two guys pulling up camouflage, you know, and I'll pull over. I'll ask her. So we pull up there and I uh, said, all right, get out and ask her. He said, I'm not getting out. 
and I had already pulled up. You know, I mean, we'd already. <laughs> so I wasn't going, yeah, yeah, we're committed now. And I'm like, he's like, I ain't getting out. I ain't, I ain't getting out to ask her. He said, you go ask her. So anyway, I'm like, man, you got to be kidding. So anyway, I get out of the car and go ask her. And you know, I said, we're turkey hunting. We're from Mississippi, and for you get the the question. You know, you come all the way to Vermont to turkey hunt, and I'm like, she's like, don't y'all have turkeys in Mississippi? I said, yes, ma'am. But this is just kind of what we enjoy doing. And uh, she said, well, let me call my husband. And I'm thinking, oh boy, this this it might not be good anyway. So she calls her husband, and I can hear him through the phone. You know, like what? You know, and I, I'm thinking, oh, he's not taking this too well. And uh, the the last thing I hear him say is, "You tell them just to wait just a second. I'll be right there." And I'm thinking, mm, he might not be too happy. You know, and I said, "Look, if your husband turkey hunts, we'll just leave. Don't don't. This is no big deal. There's other turkeys we can go after. No." You wait right here. He wanted you to wait right here. And anyway, he pulls up and super nice guy. Man, we ended up, you know, kind of told him what we were doing. And, and um, I mean, they just treated us like royalty for three or four days while we were there. They took us hunting on some other private land. He let us go back and hunt behind, you know, his barn and just, just got to be friends, you know, and, and kind of have kept up with them some over the years, texted back and forth, yeah. called him up a bird. Um another one of his friends took my buddy you know he bought a tag and he took him over into new york to hunt you know just you know things like that just happen seem to happen when you you know you you meet people and it's in a friendly setting and it's just mm -hmm. that's a lot of the fun of it to me you know that's my um, favorite part of coming down here now is just meeting you and then all your buddies. Mm -hmm. It's just like, well, we get along with you, so we get along with all your buddies yep. pretty well so yeah. Yeah. it's it's fun it's fun to be able to spend a bunch of time down here yeah it is funny the the situations you run into though and the people that you meet and it's just like all of a sudden like you said it's like you want to go back and hang out with them at some mm -hmm. point and that's the fun thing about the turkey tour that we do is it seems like we get to swing east you know and just run into a bunch of people that we like mm -hmm. hunting with and stuff like that yeah that's that's you know i'm excited about the kids you know i mean uh, it's not every day you know kids have the opportunity if they like to hunt or turkey hunt or whatever well let's take off you know when you get out of school we'll take off and go to maine vermont new hampshire you know and i already know people um know where to go mm -hmm. you know i mean um i think i'm looking forward to stuff like that i think you know? it's good sure. for kids to get out and see different parts mm -hmm. of the world like that too especially while they're young and just yep. see that it's not all the same as you know right here where they grew up which isn't a bad thing but i think it's a good thing to like like I said, just get out and see that the good and the bad out there, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and people, you know, sincerely enjoy seeing kids enjoy something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, most every I've, I've never run into anybody that was, you know, negative about it. Now, I don't run around in the places where the negative people stay that are negative about hunting yeah. so much. Right. You know, it's not – you don't hear many anti-hunters down here in Mississippi, so. Yeah. But. Um, I also think what's fun about – traveling to hunt to you know for the most part i think there's this uh there's always folks that have this opinion that like everybody's out to get them and like oh it's gonna be a bad interaction and it's like for the most part pretty much everybody's got a, a kind bone in their mm -hmm. body you know mm -hmm. like so you bump into so just like with your story with the woman at the red barn yep at first you're like ah, you got a little bit of nervousness pulling up there and you're like i don't know mm -hmm. and then you end up talking to them and they're just like oh yeah i mean it's like we were in maine there's a couple of times we'd go up to the houses and 
You know, it's it's really strange, but if it's unposted, you can legally hunt there. But in the in the reg book, it says that you should still ask. Right. It's like the, the written unwritten rule. Right. <laughs> but so we would go ask and mm-hmm. just confirm. And there was some some like times I ran into these older characters that were just seemed like they were just gonna be grumpy as all get out. You know, they'd yep. be like, "What? <laughs> what do you want?" Yeah, go ahead. You know, and then they'd start, and then they'd like, it's like even within that like grumpy kind of attitude, it's like they're actually being really friendly to me, and it's it's just. I got everything from, uh, let's see, thank you for coming to ask to why did you ask? It doesn't have a post-it sign. (laughs) And I would always tell those people, well, I ask because where I'm from, you don't just you know, it it doesn't even have to have a post-it sign. It is considered posted. Yeah. But I did forget you asked cool stories. This is a cool story. It, I just it just popped back into my mind. So me and my buddy went up to hunt Maine, New Hampshire, and Vermont. And uh, for whatever reason, the way you could hunt in in uh, Vermont and Maine, we were hunting one day cut off at noon, and the other states you could hunt all day. So we were basically hunting in Vermont and jumping all the way across New Hampshire, hunting into Maine. And we would, you know, we were doing that every day, driving back and forth. Well, finally, we had gotten our birds in in Vermont and Maine, and we had to leave at, we had to fly out of northern New York. I don't remember if it was Syracuse or where it was, but somewhere in northern New York, we were flying out the next day at like 1 o'clock. So we left Maine that afternoon, and we're coming down, and I'm sitting there thinking the whole time, I'm like, you know, not going to get anything in New Hampshire start we start talking about it i'm like you know we just don't have enough time it's just no way you know and um so my buddy starts looking on his phone and we're like how do we find where we had really not seen any good habitat that we were really satisfied that we wanted to go buy a tag even if we had had enough time so how do you figure out you know where the turkeys are so he just starts googling on his phone and um he finds where turkeys were actually a little article talks about where they were reintroduced so we thought well there's got to be turkeys there and it wasn't far off the route so we're riding back through there and start kind of riding around it's more what you want to see you know some open ground and we actually saw some turkeys saw a young high school kid that was turkey hunting and you know he was walking out to his truck and we talked to him we're like you know turkeys around here and he's like oh yeah he said this is my family land he said i'm gonna be back in here in the next morning but just go to the next road over. He said, you'll hear a bird on that road. And we were like, okay. So so anyway, we go have supper that night. And while we're eating supper, I forget what store it was, but there was a store right across the way we could buy tags. I told Cody, I said, I'm, I'm going to get a tag. I bought a tag at 9 o'clock that night. Did just what the kid, high school kid said, next road over. And I forget what time. I shot that turkey like it. I don't know. I don't want to incriminate myself, but like it was legal shooting time, but it was early. Uh-huh. Like six o'clock, the turkey was dead. Five fifty or something, you know, crazy. Uh-huh. I mean, soon as his feet hit the ground, I mean, I was I was on him and I killed him. Uh huh. And anyway, we had to take it and physically check it in. So back to reading the article about turkey restocking. It was written about this guy that had been real involved in restocking turkeys in New Hampshire. So. We go down to the chip, just look on our phone. Here's a check station. Here, You know, it's not too far away. Pull up, and it's like this old general store with a, it's an old wooden A-frame building with a porch on the front. Real cool. Got some rocking chairs sitting on the front. You know, all the stickers on the glass, you know. And 
just one of those cool old stores, you know. So we take our turkey up there and put it up on the porch, and I walk in, you know, and tell the lady I'm here to check a turkey. I notice an old guy sitting over there in a rocking chair, just rocking. And anyway, I didn't he didn't speak, and I didn't speak to him, you know. But anyway, the lady, yeah, we'll get you checked in. She comes out and measuring, and I look over there at the guy when I walk back out, and he had a uh, a New Hampshire game and fish hat on. I said, well, hmm, the old hat, you know, and went over and introduced myself and he looked kind of looked familiar and um uh, i said you turkey hunt and he said well as a matter of fact he said i was involved in getting these birds put back around here he was the guy that the article that we read had been written about <laughs> and come to find out he uh he basically he had gotten a good bit older he was up in his 80s and pretty feeble had a hard time getting around but uh, he would go sit at the check stations the different one every morning just to see what had been brought in he'd always been interested in turkeys and uh and he actually went out to his truck and got a couple i can't remember why he kept them but i thought it was neat because he made us a couple he, he got us a couple of um newspaper clippings where they had laminated them where he had done these restocking things and let us keep them anyway i took took a picture with him so i've got a picture with him and it's That's just kind tough. of a neat story you know we yeah. read that article the day before and he ended up there <laughs> and then ended up getting to <laughs> to meet world. that guy you know and yeah. he actually told us this is another you know just testament to how friendly people are he said if you ever end up back up here he said, look me up. You can come hunt over at my place. I've got about 130 acres. And he said, I don't turkey hunt anymore. Be happy for you to shoot one on my place. That's awesome. That so, awesome. you know, just, I don't know, stuff like that just yeah. happens, you know, when you're out and about. Uh -huh. But a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, so what was it you were telling me about having shot that turkey? Um, the the smaller bird with the long spurs and the different mm -hmm. coloration. What was that story? Yeah, um, that was down in Alabama where my wife's from on the Tom Beebe River in southwest Alabama. So I've, I've been told that that was one of the few places in the country that, bird, that birds were not killed to, you know, basically extinction mm -hmm. for market hunting. And uh, that was one of the places back in the 60s and 70s they were actually going to trap birds to transplant them back around the, you know, around the country. So... I just always heard the older people talk about, you know, the, the original turkeys. You know, if you ever killed a, a gobbler that was kind of one of the original strain, and I don't know if there's any truth to this or not, <laughs> that they would be a lot smaller and that they would have, you know, super sharp spurs. Typically they were older because, you know, they were smarter or whatever. But anyway, my wife's cousin and I killed one down in Alabama on the Tom Beebe River, and when I went out to get him, he had – inch and a quarter needle sharp spurs and he i think he weighed 12 one of the few turkeys i ever weighed because of how small he was he weighed 12 pounds <laughs> he was jet black i mean he did have barring on his wings but i mean he was just coal black like unusually black and um he didn't have any feathers you know on the underneath of him basically i guess where he had been breeding so much but uh just just a little bitty turkey but you could just tell i mean he seemed like an old turkey uh -huh. but uh, i've always heard my whole life that that's some of the original you know and i've heard people down there that you know talk about it now these these are not biologists but <laughs> um you know but you know some of the original turkeys that were you know have been here forever for however long turkeys have been on the landscape um there was definitely something different about that turkey, though, yeah. than any one I've ever killed. I can say that for sure. Yeah. I've never killed another one That's like it. Cool. Did you tell he was different when he was coming in? No. No, I didn't. 
I don't know. I kind of go to a different place when it gets close to that. <laughs> and I didn't get to see this turkey for a long time before I shot him. As a matter of fact, my intent was to, you know, uh, let my cousin shoot or Susan's cousin shoot. But the turkey actually circled us and came around where he couldn't shoot. So when he, he basically came between two cypress trees, about two feet in between them. And when he came in between, I shot. And um, That's always my intention, too. And kind of give him that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Out the on, left side. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Draw him around. But I don't, I don't know if there's any truth to that. And, and somewhere else, I, I've heard some people talking here recently that maybe the the Osceola had a bigger range back in the day that maybe yeah. they range further up in here, you know, around the Mississippi and Alabama Gulf Coast and even up through the panhandle of Florida, you know. So, I mean, you could have easily mistook this turkey for a – he was a swamp gobbler, lived in the Tom Beebe River Swamp, so he could have easily been mistaken for a, for an Osceola, you know. Mm-hmm. Looked as much like an Osceola as any Osceola I've ever killed. Mm-hmm. So – it's it's interesting, really, like the variation. Because after you told me that story, I was telling you about how my buddy Keith and I killed turkeys right off the same tree, and they were like essentially different subspecies. Mm-hmm. The one looked like that Merriam with all the white, and the one that he well the first that was the second one, and and that was a pair actually. Those two came in, and they were both completely white, and the one that he shot was like, I mean fit the bill of a rio had yeah. that real tan mm-hmm. but i'm and i'm pretty sure every other turkey that we had shot on that trip was all more like the one that i had shot the white, the white. Yeah. yeah and it's just like what it's, it's very strange mm-hmm. yeah another really weird one i mean this is kind of off on a tangent but another weird one is i never knew rio like uh oregon has rios mm-hmm. in the mountains like <laughs> where you would expect there to be Merriams, right. there are rios I guess that's the where they thing. they transplanted them from, probably Texas or Oklahoma, Pro- in yeah, a population I, boom. I would imagine. Yeah, it's crazy though, because you're like hunting these turkeys. That you're like, well, this should be. Mar- I mean, it's Merriam habitat. Mm-hmm. It's exactly fits the bill for Merriam's habitat. And yeah, there's Rios. In well, there. I think you know Hawaii has. Um, I think they've got Rios in yeah, Hawaii. I'm pretty sure. You know, it's pretty mountainous over there in a lot of places, from what I understand. Have you done Hawaii yet? I hadn't. No, no. I've, that's kind of what I've been. We should do that together. Yeah, I've been. We'd like uh, to go there. Warb actually mentioned that as well. So, I, I, uh, Susan will be making that trip with me for sure. The kids say they're going, but I'm not sure. I'm gonna let them go. <laughs> Mindy claims all the all the spouses and girlfriends and whatever else are going on that one too. Yeah, so. that'd be fun. Dad, get you a girlfriend. <laughs> have to find one before that trip. <laughs> Think about that if you're listening to this. You yeah. could be Ted's date to Hawaii. Yeah. Maybe, hey, maybe, maybe that would be, maybe that would be a giveaway, uh, a THP giveaway. <laughs> hey, that might work out pretty good for you, Ted. I'd probably take that if I was you. I would take that. Take up. Take us up on that. As I, don't know, as, I don't know how many w- w- women viewers we got, unfortunately, for yeah, Ted. Also but, on yeah, but the word can get page, around. Also on that demographic page I was looking at, we're at uh 93 percent male seven percent female yeah. so not a lot we talked about we talked about <laughs> send, high quality <laughs> we talked about sending my girlfriend whitney and mindy and probably bethany out just like with the can't like have some somebody film and some you know just have them try to figure out a turkey hunt i think that'd be pretty entertaining content mm, no doubt they'd probably get one really yeah probably <laughs> probably would might not want to do that yeah probably wouldn't overthink <laughs> yeah. every little detail oh he's like, goblin 
We'll just sit here and call. Just wait. Probably a good idea. That'd be hilarious. There's something I was going to ask you. Oh, so you talked about the different generations of turkey hunting in, in your family. Like, what has changed as far as the numbers? I know you talked about at one point, like, your dad not even seeing anything or mm-hmm. hearing anything one year. Yeah. Well, we went, uh, I think it was really, really good here in the 70s and 80s. And I can remember a little bit of the 80s. I was born in 79, so you know 86 87 88 in that range i mean you know things like that don't happen anymore you know you'd be sitting at the dinner table across the road and just looking that little pasture north of my parents house that y'all pass every morning and i remember seeing a you know a couple gobblers and eight or ten hens strut out through that pasture i mean that that hasn't happened i can't even tell you the last time so i mean um but uh it was nothing, you know, to hear eight or ten or twelve turkeys th- through those years around here, and and they had, they probably had a little more ground even then, because like I said, turkey hunting wasn't as serious and it wasn't as much competition for ground. But I remember about 1990 or 91, and right here in particular, and I don't know why, but just right back here on our place, I remember my dad heard one turkey gobble in 90 or 91, and it was a Jake, and he ended up killing it, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, nowadays we wouldn't just, even. If, so that basically just went from. It went from everything to, to just nothing. That's crazy. You have no and well, and no real reason no, for that. No, I mean at the time, you know, there was a lot of things discussed. We had a lot of poultry operations around here, and everybody was putting chicken litter on their fields. And you know, I've been in meetings even in the last month where we were talking about that with biologists and stuff, and the biologists say there's no, you know facts to support that that's uh, something that kills turkeys i mean maybe it could or whatever and there's a lot of people that swear by it but i have no clue i you know um maybe one day i need to ask my dad what changed if there was anything that changed in that time period i mean i know there was some timber harvesting going on back here but i mean there's been timber harvesting going on back here you know all my life Mm -hmm. you know but um i mean there was a pretty significant timber harvest around that time and that may have been it but you wouldn't think you would go from here in seven eight ten turkeys in the mornings to you know you go all season and you hear one turkey gobble i mean that's Mm -hmm. you know so that's always in the back of my mind if we go a morning around here now and don't hear a turkey i'm thinking okay you know what's wrong yeah what's happened you know all this stuff they're talking about is happening here now you know we don't have any turkeys you know and then the next morning you go you'll hear three or four or whatever you know but um my my dad always talks about there's a day we were hunting in minnesota it was me and my brother and, and him and he's like at the end of the day it's always about weather and he and he's right you know if you got the weather you got to bunch of cool mornings and you get that one morning that's just like 10 degrees warmer and it's sunny and it's calm it's like yeah you, you generally generally speaking you hear more turkeys but there was one really distinctive day where we were hunting in uh minnesota where it's like every morning we were hearing a turkey back in this area mm-hmm. it's like yeah that's pretty good back in here and then the one morning the weather broke and it was perfect it was like 
how is there even this many turkeys in here? I mean, we heard like <laughs> seven birds, and we'd been hearing one a morning. Yep. And all of a sudden, it's just like they're literally gobbling mm-hmm. everywhere. That happens here, too. It's so weird. And yep. I mean, it happened It happened to us yesterday. Uh, well, you know, man, you were out there talking the first morning that it was cool and clear yeah. and no yeah. wind. We were like, man, they're going to be screaming this morning. I remember texting y'all about two hours later. I'm like, I ain't heard nothing. <laughs> y'all were like, yeah, we hadn't either. <laughs> and we were so sure it was going to be, you know, it was it was going to be just a killer morning, you know. And I mean, nothing. Oh. And, it just, and that's why hunting turkeys is hunting turkeys, you yep. know. It's like, and just, they're never going to be, never going to be overly predictable. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Do you guys have any more questions or anything you want to add in? Ted, you got to have a question, buddy. Come on, Sport. Think of one. Come on, Sport. Jake's Um, been calling Ted Sport a lot. (laughs) She likes it. Uh, Ted takes notes, and he puts his name on everything. That's two unique things about Um, Ted. (laughs) I was going to ask how you met, like, Warb and all these guys. Yep, so – I guess y'all first came here in 2017, yep. so Lake Pickle with Primos is friends with a good friend of mine, Keith Polk, and um, um, I guess Lake had worked with y'all at Midwest Whitetail, yep. and uh, he just called me one day out of the blue and said, hey, I got some guys coming, they're going to be hunting the public land, would you mind, you know, talking to them i mean i met y'all at the home depot in brandon and, and we just, just kind of i don't remember what <laughs> yeah. location it was but i remember we we're standing in a parking lot yep yep and, and, yeah. and y'all uh i mean basically we just talked and and y'all kind of had an already had an idea that's one thing i've been you know always been impressed with with you guys and i kind of like to be this way too you know i've given y'all places to go and other people around friends of mine and stuff have given you pens of places to go and typically y'all dive in and just kind of do your own thing like i mean it's take pride in finding your own yeah. your own birds and deer or whatever but uh, i guess it was 2017 and that's kind of how it got started lake kind of hooked us up and uh, i you know I, I knew a little bit about the national forest or whatever and hunted it since i was a teenager and I don't even remember ever giving them anything that groundbreaking other than telling them, hey, it's east of here on such and such a highway. And (laughs) we talked generalities for a while, you know, and then they were off. And I don't really remember after that if we – I think we may have came down one night or something, rode down maybe and hung out with y'all or talked or whatever. But I don't even know. Did y'all kill a turkey that year? We did. We ended up killing two. That's actually the the only turkey I killed in – I've ever killed in Mississippi. Okay. Was on that trip and – that was our first public land down south, you know, type yeah. type experience. And it was funny because we went into it. I had no expectation whatsoever. I mean, coming from having only hunted Ohio and Iowa, you know, I knew what I what I knew at the time was is that Ohio not so good compared to Iowa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's like yeah. this is a totally different place. Yeah. But then we're going to Mississippi, and it's like, you know, I've heard my whole life and watched on TV, and I know the the culture is, um, generally speaking, more excited about turkey than deer, but I didn't really know what that meant. And when we got down here, and, you know, you get to actually put your boots on the ground and see the way the land is and compare that to the other places I'd hunted, it's, there's a lot of similarities as far as you know people or pulled off places the difference was for me was 
the pines and the the terrain is so strange and to this day mississippi across the board when i look at it i i struggle with the way the hills just roll man mm-hmm. it's like and there really isn't much of a ter- uh uh, difference in elevation mm-hmm. even it's but it's just enough that it puts you mix the pines and those slow rolling hills together and it's yeah. a bear to hear a turkey i mean mm-hmm. it really is and i remember hopping out the first you know we like split up and yeah i went one place and aaron went another and our buddy zach kurzieski was with That's us right he went to a different place and i remember getting out and standing there and i'm like oh you know here we go and it was just like I can't hear anything, you know, it's just like, I'm not hearing any turkeys, and finally, when, I remember when Aaron and I first heard one, it was like, he was like, do you hear that, and I'm like, I did, but it's like, it sounded so different, and uh, yep. long story short, we ended up calling one in on, like, pretty early, Aaron called one in, and I was back behind him like five yards and i'm saying yeah 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 but i wasn't loud enough and the turkey comes right into the wide open and i'll never forget that like here i am like trying to really get good footage and i'm nailing it but i like didn't say loud enough hey i'm on him and all that's all he needed and he and he hesitated and didn't didn't shoot and the turkey got away it's actually the location that we were at today is in that same bottom and um he let, or we, I, we had a miscommunication there and then for the next five days it was just like grind and grind, yeah, and, grind and, and then yeah. zach ended up shooting one on the last evening of his seven day tag he shot one coming back to roost mm-hmm. the story of that was he had watched the turkey fly out of a tree that morning he had been kind of hunting that area he watched one fly out of a tree that morning. And we're like, well, that's our best bet is to go get as close to that as possible. Yeah. And I mean, he had to have been coming back to the same exact mm-hmm. tree. If you go back and watch that footage, which you can on uh, Spring Thunder, Mississippi. I just searched it on YouTube the other day. <laughs> He's walking in, literally tilting his head up like this, <laughs> looking at the branches. <laughs> and Zach shoots him. And, uh, that I was, remember that, that now. That was extremely exciting because mm-hmm. it was our first experience of just really just grind and grind and grind and trying to figure it out. And I mean, we were spending so much time driving around, hiking in, looking for sign. And, uh, we eventually got that Turkey. And then the very next night or next morning, we went to the same location where we had called the one in and I had a, a seven day tag then and, um, heard the bird gobble moved down in there, found fresh tracks and scratching, decided we were going to come back in there later that evening because we were going to go back and um, we were going to the McDonald's and editing. I remember that. <laughs> and we came back that evening and we started walking in there and we're like, he's drumming. And all evening we just moved slowly around, listening to him drumming. And every time it kind of get out of earshot, we'd just move up a little bit and then we'd hear it again. Right at last light. I mean, last light, like, and here you can shoot at the half hour mm-hmm. after sunset mm-hmm. and uh it's like i mean it's uh, it's as late as i could honestly ever dream of shooting a turkey right. i don't know that i ever will again we hear this owl hoot and it's just pow immediately mm-hmm. and he hasn't gobbled all night yep. or all evening 
And we've been, trust me, we were calling. (laughs) 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 And golly gobble. And Aaron just took a glass call and just pop, 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 pop. And he just pow, pow, pow. And I, I, man, I can remember so distinct. It was one of those evenings. It was so calm. And you could hear every step he made the entire way. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's scary. <laughs> like you puke on yourself. Yeah, <laughs> that, like eventually it, it was so dark and there was so much, uh, you know, there's so much stuff on the yeah. ground and all of a sudden this just shadow appeared. And I mean, ended up shooting the turkey at like 12 yards, but just the intensity of that was uh-huh. so crazy. Two afternoon hunts. Too. Yeah. Two afternoon yep. hunts. And then actually then the next night, um, we had one fired up, thought we were going to do the same thing, and he he didn't end up coming in, so we figured he was either already up in the tree when he was gobbling a bunch, or he flew up right there because it was getting dark, and ended up going in there the next morning and got right in that zone, and sit down, and it's dark, good and dark, and daylight comes, and never heard him gobble. He's on, the, like, should be on the ground now, nothing, 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 call. Oh, and he gobbles and it's like whoa he's been here the whole time and he's on the ground and yeah. he's like in gun range already <laughs> but we were in those pines and mm-hmm. it, was, it was thick and i man i remember still just having my bead on him so perfect and aaron's going wait 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 and then he saw something he didn't like and, <sighs> and camera saves and that's about one. the time i stopped uh worrying about the shot being on the camera <laughs> 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 oh, but i uh, yeah that's so First experience ever hunting down here, and uh, that's it in a nutshell. It was, it was, I mean, hooked. Yeah. And I, I love it because, again, it's just the difference from what you're doing back home, mm-hmm. what you grew up doing. You get in a new habitat, and like I said, the pines, man, they're really something something different. We we joked so much about how crazy these pines are when we first got here. Like yep. When you get in the stuff that's just like you look at it and it's a wall mm-hmm. and you're like, man, I got to go through there to like get mm, to yep. this gobble. Yep. I, that part of it's fun. And, and just the, you know, the people that are excited about it and talking to people that are excited about it and just being a part of that is, I mean, it's definitely something special. And you'd have to be, if you lived somewhere else, you'd have to almost be just a, through the through the roof obsessed with turkey hunting to come mm-hmm. down here and do it because you're yeah. probably going to be surprised at how the unique challenges um, are just very different than what you're used to right I'd say yeah yeah it's definitely uh an uni- early season aspect yeah. of it i think is different yeah yeah it's a it's a unique fraternity of people for sure i mean uh, you know i don't really know how to explain it other than no matter where I'm at, I, the conversation somehow is always going to turn to turkey hunting. And everybody around me knows that we were on a we were on a mission trip with the youth from our church after Hurricane Katrina. A couple years after Katrina, we were down in New Orleans doing some stuff or whatever, and we go to this mission camp, and you know, there's kids everywhere, and we're you know, my wife and I are the older ones there, and there's this little girl there that's kind of leading a team. She's college age, and she's from West Virginia. And uh, I think everybody kind of knew what I was fixing to do. But anyway, we get to talking to her, and I'm like, so where in West Virginia are you from? And, you know, she's like, she's telling me or whatever. And I said, so you live out in the country? 
she's like, yeah, yeah, we live out in the country. Yeah, all our family lives around, you know. What are, you got turkeys? And she's in my wife just sitting over there. She's like, no, you're not. You know, we're here on a on a mission trip, and you're grilling this little girl. And before it was over with, I had her phone number. She had all told me about, you know, that none of her family turkey hunts. If you ever want to come, you know, just call me. I'll get you in touch with my dad. You know, he'll be happy to let you hunt. And I'm, I told Susan, I'm like, see, I mean, you know, <laughs> anywhere you are at any time, you know, you might get good turkey hunting property. You know? <laughs> That's right. That's right. That, I mean, and, and to get the good turkey hunting property, that's got to be in the front of your mind. So no if you're listening to this, take advice from Josh and <laughs> be thinking about turkeys first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, man. Well, we better get to sleep so yep. we can actually go turkey hunting tomorrow. No uh, doubt. Yeah. Thanks for coming Good on, times, man. yeah. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks sure. for letting us stay here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Been> great. Anytime. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Catch you on the next one.